Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everyone, you're listening to The Public Affair with me, Andrew G. I see someone different every episode, but do me a favor, keep it between us. Hey guys, it's me, Andrew G, and welcome to another exciting episode of The Public Affair. Um, I just want to thank you guys again so much for all the love and support that you guys continue to show the show. We're going to be doing things a little bit different on this episode. Um, I've got my dear friend, Kaylin Flores, here to interview me on this show um, to get to know a little bit about me more and for me to open up and be a lot more vulnerable for you guys. And there's a lot of unanswered questions, supposedly, <laughs> that I need to answer. Um, but before we do so, I definitely want to use the opportunity to thank Rogue Media Network. And of course, to all of you guys, don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. And we want to give a shout out to just a few of our sponsors of this episode of The Public Affair. This episode is brought to us by David Santabanez with Alinea Real Estate, the number one sales agent in his office. That's right, he's going to help you buy a home or sell your property. Make sure you follow him on Facebook at David with Alinea. Call the number on the screen for all your real estate needs. My boy David, you already know, is going to help you move into the dream home of your dreams and he still remains the number one sales agent in his office i can't wait to be holding that sign with you bro keep doing your thing you see habla espanol david sandabanas thank you so much for sponsoring this episode of the public affair of course to my girl anika armstrong with peewee's crab cakes of texas oh sounds like dinner tonight darling that's why right, serving the most authentic cajun cuisine what a wide selection of signature crab cakes pasta seafood and so much more you guys the top recommended is their southern fried catfish special but that's it go for brunch you guys go for brunch get mimosas anything that she has for brunch is absolutely delicious at 108 Gym Drive in Hewitt or order online at peeweescrapcakesoftexas.com to my girl Nika Armstrong. Thank you so much for sponsoring this episode of The Public Affair Girl. Hope you're doing well, of course. To Joseph Blancas with JB Auto Detailing who provides mobile detailing for all of Waco and the surrounding area. Promising 100% satisfaction guaranteed leaving your vehicle brand spanking new and fresh no matter what package you get, no matter how affordable you, affordable you need it to be, he's still promising that satisfaction pricing and such at jbautodetail.net and call them on the screen to book at JB, and follow on Facebook at JB Auto Detailing to Joseph Blancas. Thank you so much for sponsoring this episode of The Public Affair. Of course, the Arturo's Frame, where Arturo Lleva de la Cruz, they do wood framing for houses and all remodeling, and they also will assist you with building a brand new house from the ground up. Hablan inglés y español también. Call the number on the screen for a free in-town consultation and follow on Facebook at Arturo's Frame to you both. Muchas gracias por todo. Thank you guys so much for all you do for me in The Public Affair. And of course, oh my goodness, I can't go on without thanking Randy Orguino at Waco Decal Plug. He's a vinyl graphic artist and installer. Listen, he is perfect for anybody who is starting a business from the ground up and they need some promotion, they need their brand all over the place, Waco Deep Cow Plug is definitely the, the person to call. Habla Espanol también, call for free estimates. With the number on the screen or follow on Facebook and Instagram at Waco Deep Cow Plug to Randy Orguin. Thank you so much for sponsoring this episode of The Public Affair. All right, guys, um, I hope you enjoyed this exciting episode of The Public Affair with my very, very special guest interviewer, Kaylin Flores from The Society. I, I'm going to be nothing but vulnerable and open for all of you guys and answer all those questions that you guys had so stay tuned and enjoy it's me andrew g let's go 
All right, guys, welcome to The Public Affair. I'm Kaylin Flores from the Society Salon and Spa, and today we're doing things a little bit different. I am actually interviewing the Andrew Gomez today uh. from The Public Affair, so let's give him a warm welcome. Got, well, I'm so excited that um, you, you chose this task. Yes. I don't know, now I know how my guests feel when they're sitting on this side of the couch. Like, I am a nervous effing Y'all, he was so nervous. This man had a backpack on, and we had to tell him to take it off. Yes. So I don't know. No, I don't know. First of all, no, I really want to thank you for um, being a part of this. And I know that this is a very special episode. And, you know, I, I feel like this tell-all episode has been needed for a while. A lot for of people a have a lot of questions. Yes, and, there are know, so many questions. Yeah. And just like I asked my guests to do on this show, I'm going to keep it as real as, as everybody else Y'all heard so, it yes. here first. So here <laughs> so, we go. Yes. We're going to jump right into it. Jump right into so, it. So right. you know what, Andrew, tell us a little uh, bit about you yeah. and who you are behind the yeah. public affair. I'm really just like your average person. I honestly like, you know, I, I first of all, I want to thank everybody that that shows love and support to the public affair. And, you know, they they view me as like this Waco celebrity. Right. And that's what I get told all the time. And my joke is always I wish I got paid like a Waco celebrity. <laughs> but um, I'm really just your average person. I love nothing more than going home. Uh, being in bed, you know what I mean? I love my games, you know, that I don't want to be bothered. Um, I, I love brunch, you know. I, I He's can go to made brunch. that very clear. He yes. doesn't like to go out at night, <laughs> I don't like He's to go down out for brunch, at night. but not... Yes, I will go to brunch with you all day, but I really just, you know, I'm, I really feel like I relate to a lot of my guests in the aspect of that. I'm just out here trying to make it too. You right. know what I mean? Like, we're all just, we're all really just down here just trying to get up here. And so I think the misconception about me is that, you know, I, I do have it all together. Right, right. You know, they're like, oh, you got the biggest podcast in Waco, which is a blessing, a blessing, a blessing. But I'm really like everybody else. Like, right. Honestly. And it allows you to relate to, to so many diverse yeah. You can't get people. more real than that, though. Yeah, you yeah, can't. For sure. So with all that being said, uh -huh. like, tell me, like, how was your childhood? Like, what yeah. was life growing up for you? Yeah. Um, I grew up with... Um, young parents i would say they did, i i look at it in a different lens now where there's no way they had the answers to everything i um have a biological twin brother who i've not spoken to in eight years and which we can get into in a minute if you'd yeah, like because yeah. i've not gotten real about that but i will today mm -hmm. um but childhood for me um i my my brother jaime he can recollect i i've shared a lot with him it was it was uh, it wasn't the best I would say. I mean, my parents now at 32 years old, I know that they were doing the best that they could. You know right. what I mean? But at the time, I just wish that things were different. Me and my dad were not the closest. Mm -hmm. We fought like cats and dogs. I was very antisocial growing up. A lot of people don't know that, but yeah, I, I would I, never. I, would I was never very antisocial. I did not want friends. Um, we, my we moved to Texas when I was 15. Um, you know, my parents they had to we had to leave New York. They couldn't afford it, and. Um, we, we, we really came out here with nothing, to be honest. We came out here with nothing. And it, that made it hard for them, too. And I just think that a lot of the ways that um, I was treated in the household, and again, I, I love my parents now, you know? What I mean? right. But at the time, you know, I, I was, I left when I was 18. I was asked to leave. And it, we, <laughs> we always feel like we yeah. know best anyway. Right, right. Growing up. I just think that, you know, without getting too much into it, because, uh, well, yeah, I should get too into and it. And we will. Yeah, there, yeah. There's, you know, some questions. There that... was there was a lot that just took place. I definitely feel like, you know, and this might sound silly to say at 32 years old, but I definitely feel like my brother was favored in a lot of things. And especially the way that life turned out now. And I'm uh, sure a lot like, of people can relate to that. Yeah. That have multiple siblings. Yeah, well, for sure. Yeah. But, you know, I, I was just me and him. And, and I feel like, you know, he was 
I don't want to say the favorite for lack of a better term. You know what I mean? But I definitely think that he had the better end of things, but made the wrong choices. And right. maybe me being, you know, in the predicaments that I was in growing up, it helped me make the right choices. You know what I mean? And put a better head on my shoulders. So right. there's some things that I'm grateful for. There were things that I wish could change. My dad, you know, he was he was very aggressive growing up. Very, very aggressive. So we were not close at all. Um, I joke now and say that we're the same. <laughs> so so uh, maybe yeah, that had a lot to that. do. Yeah, yeah that we, we, we probably, that probably had a lot to do with it. Um, Are you a lot closer now? My dad and I are a lot that closer. That you are now. an adult. Yeah, my okay. dad and I, uh, we we see things again the same. I think that leaving at eighteen again, I was asked to leave at eighteen. Right. Um, you know that was hard too. You, uh, you guys, I had I had nothing. I had nothing. I, I literally had. And both of your parents are here. Locally, yeah, they're here with you, right? Yeah, they're here. I, I ran into your mom at Dillard's. Okay. Before, <laughs> so yeah. So yeah. how is your relationship with your mother? So I love my mom. Um, my brother was arrested about eight years ago. And um, I will definitely say that I, I think it put a strain on our relationship. I think that, you know, she she's a mother and, and her son does no wrong. And to me, your son did wrong. And we fought about that a lot. We did. We fought about that a lot. And um, I will say I don't see them often. I, I made like the, the decision not to do so. I think that it was healthier for me to do so. I mean, love, you know, you ever heard of loving from a distance? And sometimes you have to just do what's best. Yeah, for you. you have to do that. And I think in this case, I, again, my mom is my mom. She's my only mother. She did the best yeah. that she could. But I just think that when my brother got arrested those years ago, that really, really threw a wrench in the family dynamic and what I was trying to do. And do you feel like you said, you know that she is yeah. your mother. If the situation was different and you were the one in trouble, would you... Mm like feel that same way like you would still want the support or would you kind of want well i'm the difference between my brother and i was that i've always been an accountable person right i've always like if i do something wrong i'll tell you that i did something right. wrong he is a conniving manipulating liar and, and he got he he did that with her and she believed him because she's her his right. mother and and i don't I, I guess i see that aspect of it but we did we fought a lot about it we fought a lot because everything then became it wasn't the public affair and it wasn't everything that I was doing. It was, right. have you spoken to his kids? Have you heard from him? Do you want to talk to him? No, I, I, he doesn't exist to me. And, I and, it. and I mean that eight years later, I, I, I want nothing to do with him. I think that what he did embarrassed the family a lot. I think it was embarrassing for my parents, which again, I know that they didn't have the answers to everything, but I think that what he did was despicable. And, and I want nothing to do with a person like that. Do you see what and I'm we saying? don't have to. We don't have to go into details. On you can. That I, you can. If you Google, don't want to. You can, well, people have googled it because <laughs> you can. You can. Um, the alleged charges were um, allegedly um, aggravated sexual assault to a minor. Okay. And we were not. We were not raised like that. You know what I mean? Like of course. Um, even like. Uh, I get <laughs> even, it. Even even uh, even like me as a as a gay man, like everybody would automatically assume, you know, because a lot of people that were molested and then they grow up and yeah. then, you know that that we we were never raised that way. Right. Do you know what I mean? That that was never that and never we, took place in our and, house. And this is going mm -hmm. to trickle into yeah. some of my next questions. So sure, we'll kind of sure. we'll kind of wrap that one up. Okay, real quick. <laughs> no problem. But. <laughs> Saying saying all of that, has your family always been supportive of your choices? Like you said, mm -hmm. you are openly gay. We, yeah. we all know that. Have they always been supportive of what you chose? Nobody, nobody. I will say, nobody in my family ever gave me flack for being gay. 
And I thought my dad would give it to me the hardest and he did not. You know what I mean? And so, because my dad, again, we're the same. He's like the masculine man version right. of me. You know what I mean? And so, so you know, I think now they're proud of everything that I'm trying to accomplish and yeah. accomplishing. But no, I will say that my family never like rejected me for being gay. Right. I did. I did have an uncle. <laughs> God rest his soul. I love Uncle Polo. <laughs> I do. But you know, he always gave the family uh, shit for being gay. Yeah. But his his daughter is like a whole man. And so, and I love Yanali. <laughs> shout out to her. I love my cousin. <laughs> but it was just like the funniest thing ever that that it's, happened. It's to crazy him. how it works out, right? Yes, yes. But no, I they never they never did that. I would definitely say that my. In all honesty, I don't think that I was supported in a lot of the career decisions that I made or wanted to make. I think, right. again, when I was essentially thrown out at 18, I had to kind of I, I learned how to be in survival mode because I had nothing. I, I had a car, yeah. I had my car with my clothes in it. And my, my best friend, my brother to this day, Jaime Gutierrez, who I love to death, um, took me in and, you know, with his cousins and everything. And so I learned at that point, I can't depend on nobody for shit. And anything that I want done, I have to do myself. Whereas, again, we go back to my brother. Everything was handed to him. You, Everything is given and to you, you. So you can definitely tell the difference between. Yeah. And so when you get arrested and then the family is like trying to act like they're going to, you know, gather money to hire a lawyer and bail you out. And I have to do something about that. Fuck that. I'm sorry. Like, I, I, was I get it. Very, very clear about that in the very beginning. And, that, and that's why I have no remorse. I just. What you did was disgusting, and I again, I never really talked about it openly, but you know, here we are. Pe pe well, people have already fucking look. You you can look up anything these yeah, days. You know you what I mean? Yeah, and it's scary. Yeah, but <laughs> you know, with that being said, sure. Like I said, we we know that you're gay. Yeah, your family knows that you're gay. Yes, it's open. Yes. Have you always known that you were gay? Absolutely. So from you, the womb. From, okay, so yeah. from the womb that you knew. Like, yes. That's what I was gonna say. So at what age? So yeah. But if not. I mean, have you ever even been with a woman to know that that's something that you don't like? Well, I can. You know how you like look at a man, right? And, and you, you're you're attracted to them, and uh -huh. you're like, oh, this is what I want. I like. I look at women, and I don't feel that way. Okay. And and I makes I, sense. We we joke about it all the time. Like you know, vaginas are like the grossest thing in the world to me, right? <laughs> but you know, I, I think women are beautiful. Don't get right. me wrong. Yeah. But I I know what I like. I know that when I look at a man that is. Rugged, and you know, I've said it on the show that is rugged and construction worker-y, and you know, we know your type. You know I mean? We know, no, we know like the that, type. That's what I'm attracted to, and I know that I've been with enough men to know that I like men. Okay, and and for me, I I don't like the facade of. I believe in bisexuality. I do. Yeah, um, but I sure. I don't play with it either. Like I'm not gonna go. You're not interested. I'm not in gonna women. go try girls because people think I should. I, or because it's cool. I'm it's just not to attracted do. to girls. I just I don't Makes sexually. Sense. I've never been attracted to women. So yeah saying all that you never had to come out you were you I, <laughs> the hardest people to come out to i will say was my group of guy friends and that's what i was gonna say yeah, so yeah. were your friends accepting of yes it? they were actually uh, can i or uh, were they like bro we already knew yeah like, so it was <laughs> like that so uh, okay again shout out to my brother jaime gutierrez who i love and he was getting married to his now wife and you know he was like you have to come to vegas to the wedding and um i was talking to somebody at the time Mm -hmm. And we were like, you know, we were having a thing or whatever. And I was going to invite him to the wedding, which I did. And he, um, and I've just had to tell him because at that point I already came out to my parents. And I mean, and, what happens in Vegas, you know, well, so it's like, well, I, I, for a side note, and I've said this on the show, <laughs> me and that guy did not even have sex in Vegas. Hmm. He made me sleep in my pajamas every day, that asshole. <laughs> no, but um, this was not how the no, trip was wasn't. supposed to go. But I also look a lot different 
you know, that many years ago. But no, 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 no. Uh, yeah, I, the first, the very first person I told was my best friend, my brother to this day, Jaime Gutierrez. And he said, you act like we didn't know, like we would drink and make bets about it. And then there was another friend that I was close with at the time. We, unfortunately, we are no longer close now. Um, but then I told him mm-hmm. because we, we were just as close as Jaime and I. Yeah. And he acted oblivious, but he was like, I kind of figured, you know what I mean? And everybody was always very accepting. So I will say, I never got the the brunt end of just an acceptance, if you right. will. Yeah. So, <laughs> here's the juicy. Kaylin, darling. So, <laughs> it's so uh, first of all, can I just say it's so weird being on the side of the couch? And, I love yeah. it. No, okay. Yeah, yeah. But on a serious note, okay. you always talk about the hot husbands and <laughs> the soccer team. Like, okay. I'm dying to know. Soccer have teams. You- Teams. Okay. <laughs> Not the team that I sponsor, please. Right. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever been active mm. with any of the husbands or players from these soccer teams? <laughs> um, I'm thinking. And we don't. Have, I don't want no, names. No, no, no. I, I, no. I will never drip. I will never drop names because I'm not messy like drip that. Drip or drop. <laughs> yeah. <okay. laughs> um, soccer team husbands. I no. I don't think so. I might have tried. So I it's like a sl- jokey joke yeah, yeah, when you're a, talking about the I talked about the, and the, well, the straight men okay, that let me, are let me clarify, let undercover. Me clarify. Because I, I recently, um, I just had Emily Hureda on the show who I love, right? Okay. Shout out yeah. to her. And um, I, I did say on the show that I am very much guilty of, and I've been open of, you know, being a side piece mm-hmm. and sleeping with men that were married, both gay and straight. You know what I mean? Right. And I, that's not anything that I'm proud of now at 32 years old. I think at the time when I was 29 and started the public affair, yeah, I didn't, didn't give really a care. shit. And yeah. I didn't realize the direction the show was going to go in and how right. big it was going to get. Um, you know, I was like, I don't give a fuck. Like, you this have is to what adapt. I do. You adapt and you grow up. And I, I will say that it's something that I'm personally um, coping with today. Um, you know, dealing with that in my own way by way of prayer and stuff like that. And then, you know, however I need to proceed with dealing with that. Well, because I, I've definitely, I, I'm not going to lie, you guys, and I've said it on the show, I've interfered in families. Um, and you don't want to be labeled as that. I, I don't want to be labeled as that. You want to eventually I want to fall. In, I want to fall in love one day. And I know that karma, what goes around, comes around. It does. And that's part of the reason why I'm scared to jump in a relationship is because that I know that that's going to happen to me because I've done it so many times. Mm-hmm. And it's, again, it's not anything that I'm proud of, but it's something that I've done and have to be accountable for. And so um, specifically to the soccer team, I don't think I've ever slept on any of them. <laughs> no, I've never, I've never slept on any of them. Have I, would I have? Yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Some of them I would have. But uh, no, I don't think I've ever... Because to me, that was always like a professional relationship, especially since I sponsor a team. Right. So, you know what I mean? And now... So I just... I never really... Um, Thought, no. Maybe a line that you just yeah, not crossed. the no. That I've def- now I have friends that you know we've experimented and stuff like right. that, but that that's neither here nor there. They're not necessarily soccer players either. So, so yeah, I mean yeah, yeah yeah. But for sure. I would love to jump okay. into more about your brothers that are your best friends. Sure, yes. So I know uh-huh. Jaime, yes, and Maro. Is it yeah? Is that Maro Maldonado? Yeah. Okay. Shout out so, to them. So much. I've heard so much Ooh. about both of them. Oh, okay. Like, what have they done for you behind the scenes as far as the public affair goes? Just what have they been in your life to get you to this point? Um, everything. Fuck. <laughs> everything. Um, like, those guys... Um, there's been a lot of times that I've wanted to like falter. You know what I mean? There's been a lot of times where I've doubted myself and there's been a lot of times where, um, you know, I, I just thought like there's, there's no means to justify the ends and the carpet's going to be pulled from beneath me. And those two guys, um, were like my rocks are still my rocks. They, Mm -hmm. um, I always say they're the brothers that I always pray for. 
right? My, um, they're the brothers I always wanted. They're the friends that everybody deserves. Everybody deserves. And I don't know like what I did for God to put these guys in my life that just showed me what true brotherhood and friendship is all about. Um, loyalty. You know? And I know y'all give each other so much funny shit like on yeah. social media. Oh yeah. So like to see you so emotional right yeah. now behind them, it's intriguing because, because what everybody and especially them and what everybody has to know is that for those two, I'll scale mountains and and like go to war with the heaven for that matter or hell. And I, you know, it, it's it's I learned something individual from both of them. So Jaime and I have been best friends since I was 15 years old, mm-hmm. um, and he with our friendship i feel like acceptance was learned because i'm mm-hmm. sure i was his first gay friend he's from a very small town in mexico mm-hmm. uh where I, when i went they were like what the fuck you know what, what i mean what bring? the hell did you bring to our <laughs> town and i know that he definitely was at the end of a lot of uh, standard as it pertains to our friendship mm-hmm. and a lot of people were you know spreading rumors about us and early right. in our friendship and he i will say never and you've got to be strong to be able yeah. to deal with the rumors and the especially like because he doesn't like the same things as you exactly. and to be labeled exactly and that's what the such... hardest part about being friends i will say the hardest part about being friends with them was or is to, to this day still because i'm gay and they are not they're married with children and so with Jaime, um i know that he dealt with that a lot in the beginning and i thought that it was straight in our friendship and he never ever switched it up on me and i think he learned how to accept me for who i am yeah for and, sure. and i watched him because it's funny our our roles like reverse because he was wild when we were like teenagers yeah. and now I am. And he's, you know, more reserved and a father. Yeah. And and I, I love, love watching him become a dad and a husband. And his son means the world to me. JJ, I love that little boy. And, um, you know, he makes him call me Theo Andrew. And so it's, it's beautiful. And, you know, Jaime was always, always, he's always been there for me. No matter what, if I ever need anything, he would drop anything. Mm-hmm. Um, so for the last 15 or 16 years, we've, we've been brothers. You know, um, he came in my life in a very special time when I needed it mm-hmm. because he's seen me at my lowest, Kaylin. Right. That guy has seen me be an emotional wreck to this. Do you know what I mean? And he he's so proud of me. Um, and and I and I love. Do they you, ever man. get grossed out by you? Because you your your mouth sometimes <laughs> yeah. is a little vulgar. Like, yeah, they do. Uh, do they, are they ever like Andrew? Yeah, stop your shit. yeah, they do. Especially tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Jaime, Jaime will watch an episode of The Public Affair and be like, "Okay, that was too much. So I skipped it." And then tomorrow um, <laughs> will just be like, "You know, quit your gay shit." <laughs> but but again, I mean, at some point you have to be able to turn cheek. I've learned. I've learned to do that though. I've yeah. learned to just be like, um, you know. I don't have to be that way with them. They don't just, you know, they don't want to hear that shit. No, they I don't, don't care. I, they, you know, they don't. Um, with Morrow too, uh, we just became friends about three years ago. So, you know, with him. But I, that became very close very quickly. Very quickly. And it, it was so unexpected too, because with Morrow, I learned how to um, not judge a book by its cover. You know, he's externally very aggressive and a lot of people yeah. know him as a hothead and he was always fighting, blah, blah, blah. When I first met him, uh, we fast forward three years later. This is the guy who... When I was at my lowest, when he caught me at my lowest, rather than turning the other cheek, um, dropped everything to lift me up. Get, he provides that tough love for me that I've that I've always needed. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? That I don't feel sorry for you. You're the guy that I know that. Um... <laughs> it's okay. Um... <laughs> You're the guy that I know that always has solutions. So like, what the fuck are you like dragging ass for? You know what I mean? Yeah. And and sometimes I I would take it like um, 
Like, I would take it like, God, why are you so fucking hard on me? You know why I mean? are you so mean? Like, why are you being such an asshole? But, but you see it. It comes from a place of love. And he's always, um, he's always just been there for me when I needed him. You know what I mean? And, and again, to him and, and his wife, Leslie, who I love both of them. You know what I mean? I love both of them. And they've always been there for me when I needed them. Um, but Morrow definitely has, has taught me a lot in, in our friendship. I think I've taught him a lot too. Right. Um, again, it all comes with acceptance, and I, I don't know that he's necessarily dealt with the same thing Jaime's did. Jaime did in terms of like, um, you know, oh, oh, why are you hanging out with that gay guy? You must be fucking. Da, da, da. Right. You know, I know that I've received messages, and I shared this with him. And there was a time where I thought, you know, oh, this is getting to him. You know what I mean? And he's gonna like. You'd be surprised. I, I, I'll deal with that sometimes. I deal with that anxiety where it's just like, you know. Um, they don't, they don't want to fuck with you no more, Andrew. They don't want to mm-hmm. be your friends no more. And that's not the case. Like, I know that they'll always be there for me. And mm-hmm. they're my brothers, and I'll always be there for them. And he's never never turned it around. You know what I mean? Like, never right. switched it up on me neither. He's always been there for me when I needed him. And so, uh, to Jaime and Mauro, like, I, I love those guys. Like, And it, people mm-hmm. search their whole lives for yeah. friendships like that. For, you know, yeah. to... To just have those people that bring out the best in you. I've been lucky enough to have those people in my <laughs> life sure. too. So I, I know. But I'm telling you that people search their whole yeah. entire lives for that. So I you're lucky that you've had it for yeah. so long. Even Th- Thank um, God. No, thank God for them. Honestly, both of them. Because I really don't know that I would even still even be doing the show if it wasn't for the both right. of them. Like, I don't know like who I would be today if it wasn't for both of them. And, you know, uh, to just both of them, I, I just want them to know how much I love them. And, you know, you know how, like... You know, maybe you wanted to ever, like, maybe your kid wants to make you proud of them, right? Yeah. Or you always wanted to make the person in your life, like, your parents proud of you. I want Jaime and Mara to be proud of me. I want to, and I think they are. I do. I I, I want them to, I want to be able to accomplish things and then be like, bro, look at, look at my nigga Andrew. You know what I mean? And I think that goes with a lot of people that, that know you and come in contact with you, Andrew, just to see you, you know, thriving out here and to see, like, the the moves that you've made in the community yeah. is super special. Like I I mean I I came years ago my first episode with you and yeah. I think ever since um we don't have to talk every day but we've built a oh, friendship sure. that yeah. like when shit does happen you call me and you're like Kaylin yeah yeah you know? <laughs> and I'm like eh, you know whatever yeah but, it's you're you're a good business friend for sure yeah you definitely yeah. a good business um friend. and so I feel like you build different relationships with people yeah. and. It just it works for it, you. I just I've met a lot of great people in my lifetime, and there's listen. There's been a lot of people that I was just as close with. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I, with those two guys, they never switched it up on me. Those two guys, they always just provided that thing that I needed in my life to keep me going. What you know, acceptance, tough love, you know, all that shit. You know what I mean? And and my brothers mean the world to me. My brothers absolutely awesome. mean the world to me. And um, for them and their families, I do anything. So I just. Everybody that is, has that that. is awesome. Yeah. So as far as that goes, yeah. I mean, I know you said you. Oh, you, you made me one cry, day, bitch. <laughs> you made me I know cry. you said like one day He's, you yeah. know you want to fall in love, you want to get yeah. married. Are like children? Is that something that you're like interested in having? Like, um, what? I would like a daughter. Just I would, a daughter. I would like a daughter, not a son. I think it would be hard to have a son because I, I, I want, I, I'm weird, right? Like I don't want a son that's gonna be like a little bitch. I want my son. I do. I want my. Yeah. I want my son. What? Yeah, I do. I want my son to be like a fucking man. You know, you but, that, but that's what he has his uncles for, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I don't. I, I don't see myself as a punk bitch either, though. Like, you know, I really don't. I really don't see myself as a punk bitch. And so, yeah. <laughs> kids, kids, and family and stuff. That's nice. I'm 32 years old right now. I'm married to the public affair. And, and that's okay. And my, my family lies within my brothers, Jaime and Morrow, and anything that they need. And so I'm okay with that. I'm content. So right do you now. have any potentials? <laughs> on the list are you dating <laughs> i um 
Oh God. Do you see anyone? I will. Specific? I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say this uh, without getting too into it. Though. Yeah. Um, I was kind of more or less um, involved with somebody for a while. Entanglement. I'm, I, don't, I don't know about entanglement. <laughs> uh, more or less involved. We we. I I don't speak to them anymore. Um, oh. No, nobody, nobody knows about that. Nobody, and that's, cool. no, and that's fine. Um, I I've I talk to some people. There's one guy right now who like he's cool. You know what I mean? Like we'll hang out every once in a while, or we've hung out a couple times. But um, you know, so when you meet yeah. people and you talk to people, do you do it with the intentions of like dating and marriage? Or are you just like, uh-huh. hey, I'm just gonna see what happens and where it goes, and I don't really care. Um. It's hard to say. Like, obviously, I think that you shouldn't waste your time with somebody you don't think that you're going to end up marrying. Absolutely. You know what I mean? And so... Or or just but, waste your time in general but, if you don't see but, a future. Kaylin, the problem, too, is that, like, I, I, I'm one that falls fast, though. Do you? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. What is your sign? I'm a cancer. Mm. Yeah. And so I fall fast. I'm, I'm clingy. I know I'm clingy. And that's a, that's a thing. But I also know I'm very aggressive, too. So it's and like so, you're clingy, but no, yeah. you don't want to be clinged on too much, or you. Want- I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I, t- to be honest, dating is hard. I said it on the show. Well, I, I shared on the show that I was single, which technically I have been single my whole life. Um, there were, again that person that I referenced earlier. That was that wasn't anything. You know what I mean? Right. But um, the like the person that I'm kind of talking to now. I mean, he's cool. Like, I see him as somebody that I can be. Sha- Where you know? does one uh. find an Andrew? Like. <laughs> If they were interested. Brunch. <laughs> but brunch, only brunch. Brunch. Um, oh, God. I was on that fucking... And Mike told me to stop getting on that app. Fucking Grinder for a whole minute. I'm not doing that no more. So you were That's on Grinder. I was on Grinder. Did you, like, meet up with people on Grinder? I did. Okay. Like, yeah. dates? Some dates, some just... You know, that's just what it was. Let's just do this. You know what I mean? Okay. So, some, but that, again, that's part of the... There was a lot of married men on Grinder. Oh. Do you know what I mean? And so, so I was... I, if I don't want to be a part of that anymore, I want to get out of that, gotta, that toxicity. Yeah. And that's that's really what it is. It's just people looking for a hookup. I've met some cool people on there. I you think know what that I mean? like, hence the name Grinder. Yeah. You know what I mean? But no, I've met I've met some cool people on there that, okay. you know, we we became friends. You know what I mean? But uh, there were some people that it was just. Yeah. You, know. Fuck, you know what I mean? But yeah. all seriousness aside, yeah. like if someone wanted the chance to meet you uh-huh. or date you, like what would be an ideal First date for Andrew. Bro, take me to fucking Red Lobster and we call it a day. That's I, just take my ass to dinner. I don't even want to be out that late. Better yet, take me to fucking breakfast. You know what? Take me. I'm a morning okay. person. If you say, Andrew, let's go to brunch or breakfast at a nice fucking restaurant, I'll go. So yeah. do you go to bed early or you're just I'm like a, to be I'm at in home? bed early, bitch. Don't look at play with me. Nine o'clock. Nine fucking clock. Ten o'clock is late. <laughs> I, I don't like I really am not you know back in the day when I started the public affair yeah I was the fucking party yeah. you know I was at um, Club Junction 84 every fucking weekend you know what I mean back when I could get was in for free was that like the Chica Sexy Contest um, that? no that was after oh, yeah, that no, was, that was the, like Alison yeah that was okay, Alison okay. yeah but you know when I was on the radio and I could <laughs> I can get into everywhere for free which I'm sure that is on our later, <laughs> oh, our later segment. <laughs> yeah, we could talk about it. A lot of people have questions about the radio. But no, yeah, I, I used to be out all the time, 2, 3 in the morning, and now that just got old. Yeah. I'm, I'm building I'm I, I Yeah, building for me too. Here. And yeah. I feel like I like to pop out every now and yeah. then and have a good night. But me and my friends, we laugh because we'll be looking at each other <laughs> yawning. For like sure. Like in the club and we're like, oh, man. For sure, for sure. And I see... 
now it's like nothing but young people. Yeah. Oh, they don't know how to act. I I, I even referenced. Uh, oh God, uh, Marla's wife, uh, Leslie. Uh, we went out for her birthday at Warehouse. Oh yeah, I, I yeah. watched your uh, episode yeah. um, with Ace and um, Ace Ashley. And Ashley, yes. And I, I heard you say, and we you were did. like, "I'm ready to go." I'm ready. I'm re well, I you know that's where she wanted to go, and I, of course I'm gonna go where she wants to go. It's her birthday, and I just was in an uncomfortable spot. Yeah. But no, and nobody was really like bothering us per se. But it was yeah. the environment. It, People yeah. just didn't know how to act anymore. And you sometimes know I mean? it's yeah. the environment that can throw off the whole mood. I, I can. I was like turned off seeing people get thrown out every five minutes. You know Welcome what I mean? Like, to I was, Waco. <laughs> but I don't know. Like I, I just to me. So if was, you were like to go out of town, like what would a typical like night out no, for you? Are you just even like going out of town? Mm -hmm. If you tell me that we can only go out and it has to be out of town, I'm out. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I will say I dated a guy. Uh, I'm, I'm going to give him a shout out because he is uh, he was one of the potential. And he, he'll laugh. Scott. His name is Scott. This white guy. Oh, uh, no, we got a we, name. I will say, I will say, <laughs> shout out to Scott. I don't, if he's in a relationship right now, by all means, I don't mean any disrespect because he doesn't even live in the state anymore. I think he lives in Massachusetts. But uh, Scott and I were quite an item for a while. Like, you know, uh, you know, just like right. seeing each other, visiting when he was in town and stuff like that. He's this like dorky white guy. <laughs> so definitely, but he likes, I'm sorry, Scott. he likes crazy Latino Andrew G, right? He just, yeah. Um, Scott, I, I drove out of town to see Scott. He lived okay. in Round Rock and, you know, we, we would go to brunch or, you know, whatever, just to meet each but, other. He drove down here. But in bed yeah. by nine. And bet, well, I, we didn't spend the night. Uh, we never spent the night. Yeah, it was never so nothing Scott like that. Scott was very Scott uh, would come in the morning. Respectful. No, Scott was cool. Scott would come in the morning, right? And then we would be at my apartment catching up. So you, would, you prefer <laughs> yeah. morning versus I'm a morning night person. I'm a morning activities. person. Activities. Absolutely. For all the activities. At all the activities. Well, no, no, no. If you're going to come to my house later, uh, late at night, it better be within 10. Because I'm not staying up for nothing, and I'm not wearing my pajamas. And I, and I, yeah, I don't. I tell these dudes all the time. I was like, if you're gonna come over to talk, <laughs> like, talking. and then they don't come over anymore. So <laughs> no, shout out to Scott, though. The fucking yeah, that guy right there. I, I, you know, you asked the question. I could see a future with Scott. I could. Now again, if he's in a relationship, I hope you guys are happy. This and that. But Scott was like, a lot of people don't accept you me for my aggressiveness. No, I mean, I don't know. Like it's been so long. Like we, it was that was a long time ago. So. We still keep in touch though. I told I on social media I told him he was hot the other day because he said he's one of those like, like fights for like, you know, the council and shit like that. You know what I mean? Like is into like the opposite. Like, you know, like, oh, I stood up at a fucking council meeting and everybody applauded me. I was like, boring, but sexy. <laughs> sexy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Maybe that's what you need. Yeah, because he because he, he's different. He's different. He's he's again a nerdy white guy that has to play with cars. Like fix fucking cars and shit, and I'm doing the public affair. But that's still yeah. like manly for you, right? It is. Like, he's he's very masculine, and he so was, you he say was cool. dorky white guy, yeah. but you're mm -hmm. not meaning like not masculine. He's no, like, no, yeah, he's very masculine. He cuts the grass. I remember. Ooh, I remember going. What makes window. him dorky? Because oh, he's nerdy. He's nerdy. Like he like you know he likes to fucking tinker with cars and shit like that, and talk about nerdy shit. Like oh, he's okay, just cool. Okay. I don't know. He's cool. Scott, shout out to Scott Hume. <laughs> well, we won't. I don't want to cut this short, okay. but we got to go to break real okay, quick. Okay, no and problem. we'll be back shortly with some more juicy gossip uh, from Andrew G. On the public affair. <laughs> Fuck. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. 
Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mmm. What flavor are you holding? Now open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. Hey guys, I hope you're enjoying this exciting episode of The Public Affair. My very special guest interviewer, Kaylin Flores, who got me over here crying and shit. Okay, <laughs> Before we continue, I definitely want to use this opportunity to give a shout out to just a few of our sponsors of this episode of The Public Affair. This episode is brought to us by Bandas Hauling Service with Julian and Abanda. They rent dump trailers. That's right. You fill it up and they're going to haul it away. They also do junk removals and tree brush removals and haul cars in and out of town. And now they're even offering roll-off dumpsters as well. Listen, I think those are perfect when you're having a big giant party or you, know, you just have a bunch of trash that you're about to accumulate and you don't have a dumpster. They can do it for you. Book now that I'm on the screen. The Julian and Abanda. I always said that those people are going to be there for you when you need it. I always said that. Banda's Hauling Service. Thank you so much for sponsoring this episode of The Public Affair. Of course, to Manny Guerrero at Blue Star RV Services, a mobile RV tech who can fix all RVs, travel trailers, fifth wheels, toy haulers, and so much more. Listen, he's going to do with the warranty companies. You don't have to deal with all that, right? Just pay him a service fee. Him and his team are super professional. They're going to go out there and fix anything. If you have a food truck as well, because a lot of my friends have food trucks, they always break down. Call Blue Star RV Services. He's got you. Manny Guerrero, follow on Facebook or call the number on the screen to Blue Star RV Services. Thank you so much for sponsoring this episode of The Public Affair. Of course, to Myra Rosales with Strike a Post Photography, a digital photo booth business, perfect for parties, private events, corporate events, and so much more. It's super fun, it's convenient, it's easy, it's simple, it's it's exciting. You want to make memories for your party, call Strike a Post Photography, my girl Myra Rosales with the number on the screen and follow on Facebook at Strike a Post Photography. To my girl, Myra, thank you so much for sponsoring this episode of The Public Affair. Oh, of course, to Jay Petal and Poke with Junior Fuentes, Thomas Robertson, their entire family. Oh, they're so delicious. Oh, excuse me, their Poke Bowls are delicious. Their Poke Bowls are delicious. Japanese crates and Poke Bowls, they also have handcraft type can craft the Tyrold ice cream for dessert. You can choose from a menu item or be like me, create your own because I like to be in control. Download the J-Pedal app. It's super easy. It's convenient. Locations on University Park Drive and Hewitt Drive and you can order online at jpedaltx.com. Junior Fuentes, Thomas Roberts, your whole family. I love you guys. Thank you so much for sponsoring this episode, of course, to Sid Rodriguez with Elite Barbershop located on Hewitt Drive. You can call them on the screen to book or download the Squire app. Walk-ins are welcome as well. You've got Marcus Guerrero, Chris Reyes, Santos Cordova, David Rodriguez, Isaac Chavez, Clint Fletcher, and Isai Reyes. Over there making like a snack as I have for more than, I think like 180 or something episodes of the public. I can't remember, but they've been in it since the beginning. Sid Rodriguez, thank you so much for sponsoring this episode of The Public Affair. All right, guys, we're going to get right back into it with my very special guest interviewer, Kaylin Flores. Um, I'm so excited that you guys are watching this episode. Thank you again so much. Let's go. All right, guys, welcome back to The Society Takes Over the Public Affair. We have Andrew G here. My name's Kaylin. Oh, no, wait a minute. Yeah. Can I redo that? Yeah, you can redo it. Okay, do I even have to say my name again? Whatever you want. Oh, okay, let's redo it. Okay, okay. All right, guys, welcome back to The Society Takes Over the Public Affair. We are working with Andrew G. right now, getting all the juicy On my own show. First of all, Kaylin, you're doing an amazing job. Thank Thank you you. so much for being just so straightforward with the questions. There's a lot that I've shared so far. I don't know. And thank you for being so vulnerable. I know, like, sometimes that's, like, the hardest part. Well, I have to be because I expect that from my guests when I'm interviewing them. And And I want them to be in a place that's comfortable to do so. I don't want them to feel judged. And I, if I gave you anything less, that wouldn't be fair. Right. That wouldn't be fair for the show. And so I just, I'm so grateful again that you took on this task of interviewing me on my show. I appreciate you letting me. Real quick, real quick before we continue, you know, there was a lot of people that said, when are you going to get interviewed on your own show? And it was finding the right person. And Kaylin is just a boss ass bitch (laughs) who does, she can do anything that you put in front of her. So I kind of wanted to give her the, you know, 
the duty of like you interview me. You, let me see what you got, and, and yo, it's going great. I've had to research. <laughs> I've had to research on this man. I cannot believe. I can't. I'm excited to know what the fuck you tried to research on me. <laughs> we'll get to it in a minute. Yeah, and you're gonna be I like, hmm. yeah, okay, let's go. But okay. um, more importantly, like, how long have you had the public affair? So the public affair has been going on for a bit, about three and a half years now. Okay. Um, so it'll be four years in July. I announced it on my birthday, July third. Yeah. Awesome. Okay, so what made you get started with it? Like, what was was this? I mean, obviously, as much yeah. as it's grown up, this was not your intentions. No, not at all. Um, I've always been told, you know, because I, I would do, like, a lot of lives. You know, I started on the radio. Um, mm-hmm. I worked for Power 108 for seven years, right. KWPW, 107.9. Shout out to my radio mentor, Chrissy, who, to this day, I love that woman. And she, I and I want to know yeah. what happened with the radio station. Because mm. I know that y'all, y'all did, you didn't leave on it was not the, the greatest terms. of terms. No, I know not. at the time... <laughs> Um, you know, you had a lot going on yeah. with the radio station and you, you jumped in full and you were so excited I when was. you got that yeah. position. I was. Um, that was your full-time job when it I, was. when I first met you, yeah. that was your full-time job and that's what you did. Like, what was the fallout? Why? I, like for so long you have kept private about that yeah, and why? I, I kept private about it because I didn't want to be day class A. Like I didn't want to, um, be trashing people who were my friends I, I lost a lot of friends. Mm-hmm. I know that, you know, business is business, but we were also friends. And there was a lot of things that um, were done behind the scenes that I didn't appreciate. Uh, I think that, I think the radio career still would have been going if it wasn't for the public affair. But I wasn't willing to give up everything that I was building for for somebody else To sacrifice. Yeah. And so um, I think that became a problem. And I think that, unfortunately, the entity started clashing. And so I, I have to be careful with my words, right? Because I don't, a lot of it. Um, well, and this is in yeah. no way. No, no, putting... no, no. I don't. I, that's the thing. Like, I'm at a point in my life. Like, if you would have asked me three years ago, I would have bashed them all. I would have said, fuck this person, fuck this person, fuck this person. And to this day, we, we don't speak. Um, and that's okay. Yeah, we, we don't speak. Um, there's one that I probably reference on this show quite a few times. But, you know, again, would rather not on this one. But um, there were just things that took place behind the scenes that I wasn't fucking with. And and um, and when you're asked to yeah. sacrifice your own, yeah, there there was a lot of things I probably can't talk about contractually, right? But uh, there were things even in contract that I was not fucking with, and there were things that was just kind of like intrusive. Do you know what I mean to this? And it, this had nothing to do with you. And so when it came to just the other people involved, um, I think that they weren't interested in building Andrew G the personality, and I think that. Now, looking back at it, a lot of those people who I thought were my friends doubted me, doubted Andrew G, the personality, doubted, you know, or maybe I was, I was look, hated gonna, the fact that you were yeah. a personality all in itself outside gonna, of the radio station. Yes. And I'm going to keep it official. Like, um, we would do like our radio remotes mm-hmm. and you've done it for me. Yeah, I've done I, it for you. I've, you were the first and only person <laughs> that I would want to do thank any remote you, for you. any of my businesses. There were, there were people in management, I should say, that we're like, don't ever book Andrew for a remote. Don't ever let Andrew go do the remote. Andrew's not, don't book Andrew. He's terrible. He's this, he's that. But it was always people like Chrissy who was like, come with me. You know right. what I mean? J- shout out JC King too. He did the same thing. Um, th- there was always people like them that are like, come with me. We're going to teach you. No, no, Andrew should do it. You know what I mean? Like right. they're always, 
people like her put me in the forefront, which is why I'm always very grateful for her because she's a veteran and she could have been opposite. I've met some really mean people in radio. Right. I've met some horrible people in radio that were not nice to me, that did not want to see me elevate. But I think that when Andrew G became the personality, it became an issue for people. And I think that those people, it was the same people that were doubting me. It was the same people that were trying to silence me. It was the same people that were trying to keep me in the shadows. And you when know, the public affair became such a yeah. public yeah. affair, it became an issue. Um, Do you feel like there was like, jealousy? Yes and no, right? Um, I, so because uh, when it comes to Power 108, I want everybody to know that I'm always going to be grateful for that experience. Everybody doesn't get to wake it's up and be on the stone. radio. Do you know what I mean? It is a stepping stone. My dream was to be on the radio. I was going to make this full time, which I did, did and I did it. And um, once it wasn't going anywhere, then we start the public affair. But um, I, I can't say that they were jealous per se. I just think that um, when how do I put this? I, <laughs> when things started taking off, maybe they were like salty about it. But maybe just yeah. not happy for maybe you. Maybe yeah. Maybe they were just like, damn. But this is the person that we doubted, and and now we can't look at him. Listen, shining. no, I'll, I'll say some of them were on the show. And that's you cool. can't view yeah. them. You can't view them anymore because now they're on private. But you know, but no, some of them were on this show, and and you know, those were the people that were doubting me, then wanted to be a part of this so bad. But when it was no benefit to them, oh, get the fuck out of here. Right. And so it, it, it did end in bad terms. I, I can't really get too into what I think happened because I will say this. It's not a matter of um, if things blow up, but when things blow up. I don't right. want the entity that I'm building to be a part of that. Yeah. And so I, I will say this too, though. And man, I, look, at Jaime de la Ley and I do not fuck with each other. And, I, and I've said it on the show, we had the biggest falling out out of all of us when I left. But I will always credit Jaime de la Ley for giving Andrew G an opportunity on the radio. Right. I will always credit him for, you know, giving me that shot, that opportunity. Mm -hmm. The way things ended wasn't the best. You know what I mean? But at the end of the day, I'm never going to take what that man gave me, which was a shot at a chance. You well, know what kudos I mean? for that. Yeah, it takes a lot definitely. to be able to still be able to applaud someone who will not I'm always going to give somebody you their know? flowers no matter what. And, yeah. the, and the only reason why I name drop him is because people love come on the show and fucking do that, right? <laughs> and, and so they, they and people know. But the thing is with, with somebody like him, I will say that I, I will always, always be thankful for that opportunity. I just wish things would have ended different. Yeah. They didn't have to end the way that they did. I think Absolutely. we need to have a conversation. I'm in a point in my life right now where I want to have a conversation with certain people. Um, I would love to have a conversation with those people from from the radio station that I had a falling out with. Um, there was an old friend who I referenced on episode six. Um, I would love to have a conversation with him because I'm not in a point in my life right now where I want to stay mad at people. We're thriving. Yeah, I'm evolving, it, it, and and I've just it gets old. And yeah. honestly, it's not. It's it's almost draining for you. It is not. They don't care. They don't, well, you know, I, or, you know, I I think some people might be open to it. Some people have not been open to it, which is okay. And you know. I, I just I just see things such through a different lens now. And again, shout out to my brothers, Jaime and Mar, because they help me do that. They help me be the bigger person. They help well, me stay you above the fray. Like that, in your yeah. Life, you know? they, they're like, you don't have to be going on your show, fucking trashing these people all the time. Like that shit. What, what the fuck, Andrew? You know. And, like, and speaking of yeah. people on your show, you've said you you brought some of these people on your show. Yeah, before. yeah. Like, do you have certain criteria? 
No, that, not at all. Did you allow? Because yeah. it's you, it's been all over the place. I mean, yeah. we can we can admit we have people that are very known. Yes. And we have people that like who is this? Yeah, that yeah. where you I have to watch and be like, I yeah. still like I'm confused. Yeah. So how do you find and how do you reach out to these people and decide, like, hey, I want you on my show? When I started the public affair, and because I, I have this joke, which is kind of true though, there's like this society of people in town and work in media that really just put the the blinds over. You know what I mean? People's people's faces or their eyes and like right. this is what we want everybody to think that we are and I've encountered that to this day when I started the public affair um I wanted just authenticity mm -hmm. that's all I, I wanted something funny I wanted something like you know I'm a child of the 90s everything was allowed you know what I mean everything there was nothing was no holds bars mm -hmm. like well, you could joke about anything and I, I don't wanted that I wanted to invite you know, uh, Timo, whose fucking song was on Mortal Kombat from episode one. You right. know what I mean? Gutis from episode three, who was my my radio mentor, another one of my radio mentors, who was so known on Lale and took me under his wing and was like, nah, you're coming with me to the club. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I wanted to know about his career. Then And then we get, like, somebody who you don't know, like Adrian Rodriguez from episode four. He's a drummer. Now he's a drum instructor at Waco High. You know what I mean? Um, the singer, Joey Sice, like... Even Noni, like Noni from episode nine, mm -hmm. the boxer. I was like, this would be cool. Like have this masculine ass boxer. And then now him and his wife, Precious, they're like, the, I, know, I, love okay, I want them both on my fucking show. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yes. They're, they're just like, so I, I just wanted an episode that could relate to everybody. I wanted everybody to watch an episode of the public affair and say, I fuck with this. You know what I mean? So like, do you feel like sometimes when you bring these people on and yeah. after you're done and yeah. you're like, that was a flop. Like I shouldn't have, <laughs> I shouldn't have brought them on. This is not interesting. Mike, where you at Mike? <laughs> Save me. Um, you know, but yeah, honestly, um, I mean, because as a business owner and you are, you're a yeah. business owner that sometimes you have to sit back and be like, this is probably not the best decision for my business. So, so, I don't, let me just say this. And even with the episodes that I, um, I have two episodes that you can't view again for the radio purposes. Um, I don't regret any episode. I don't regret any episode. I know that, I know that when I book somebody, it's like, okay, maybe my audience, they're probably not going to fuck with this one too much. You know what I mean? But the people that watch it are going to be fucking with it. So those two or 300 people that watched it that week, that was for them. You know what I mean? The the thousand people that watch this person, that was for you guys. Mm -hmm. So it, it can and it can get to you, Kaylin. I had to learn that real early on. Um, those numbers can fuck with you. Oh yeah. Those numbers can fuck with you. And Especially when you're in the business of yeah, numbers. Exactly. And so those Because you don't make money. You don't right, exactly, you, exactly. And so those numbers can fuck with you. And but I, I always have to remember and tell myself, I invited this person on for a reason. Mm -hmm. I invited this person on for their peers to see it. You know what I mean? And so, yeah, there's there's definitely some episodes that I've recorded. Like, okay. But that, no, because then, right, Mike, there's some episodes that we've recorded where we're like, oh, no, this one's not going to do as good as this one. And it then fucking skyrockets out of everywhere. Right. And then the one before that is like, what the fuck? What happened? What's you good? And you, yes. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so, so no, I, I for the record, I don't regret any single episode that I've ever recorded. There's been some some where it's like, oh, shit, the numbers are low. And then they just shoot right back up. So And with that just, being said, where yeah. you're like, people, you know, it, it messes with you yeah. mentally. I mean, the comments underneath them. Oh, I, I know that my my episode got comments. Got I've seen yeah. other people that I know episodes get comments. And I know that you're really good about like removing them, but they right. still will will mess with you. So when I when I ask you this, do you feel like the that they're just haters on there? Mm. Or like do you feel like the people that you're bringing on the show kind of can bring some negative yeah. criticism? Both, 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 both. Um, because even I 
to this day, and, I, and my joke is if I go sit down and take a piss, somebody's going to be pissed off on me. Right. I, I've been ridiculed on social media. You know what I mean? Behind the scenes. I, I've definitely had people say some of the most heinous shit to me or message me and, you know, just either gay shit or, you know, this and right. that. Or, oh, your show is going to fucking die because your guests are all boring and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, I, I've had. But I, you're still watching it. But you're still watching it. And, <laughs> you know, some some of the guests, too, like, oh, why'd you invite this bitch? And why'd you invite this guy? Blah, blah, blah. And, and with that yeah. being said, I know there's one in particular okay. that we've talked about. Um, and he had some stuff going on publicly. Okay. And you still support him to the fullest. Oh. And, and that's. Kudos. I don't. Yeah. I don't know him personally. Okay. I don't know about the situation too sure, much. Sure. I just know that I've I've read some things online. Yeah. And what makes you still be so supportive of him and his business, mm -hmm. despite there's been multiple people that have came to you and said, right. "Hey, this person is no good." Right. And there was also multiple people that I asked for proof and they didn't provide it. And okay. so I am when I say that my loyalty is unrelenting. Mm -hmm. um, even like. Even let's just say, right, like, um, let's say that he did do that. Let's just say hypothetically that like, he was a big thief in town, right? Like, mm -hmm. let's just say that this and that and the other. Um, for me, as somebody who is my friend, do you do you throw them away or do you do you guide them and you teach them? Right. I saw in that moment a lot of people who are all like, oh, you ain't no loyal bitch. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Or you, you, you are a sellout. Mm -hmm. Because for me, I'll go and, and I tell my brothers this too. I'll fucking walk through the fires with you. And if you did something wrong, I'll counsel you. I'll teach you. I'll tell you. you We're going to learn from it. We're, We're going to learn on. from it. But mm -hmm. one thing I won't do is turn my back on you. And so in that particular instance, I'm talking about a man who I did not know called me and said, I fuck with your show so much. I'm a business owner. I'm going to support you no matter what. I, and then when he was going through all that stuff, um, even told me, I'll still pay you. So you can keep doing your show, but don't do my advertisements. See, that's not how business works. Mm -mm. Absolutely. I'm not doing that. And people can say what they want to say, but I know that for a fact that you're a good person. And um, I'm not going to be involved in any of this malarkey. I'm sorry and that you went through that. Good people still make. Yes. Listen, I, I, it's like I reference. Uh, let's go. Let's 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 toss it back a little bit. I reference my brother Morrow. Mm -hmm. Three years ago, when I met that guy. Psh, if you would have told me three years ago that we were going to be best friends today, I would have told you you're fucking crazy. Right. If I would have judged the book by its cover and I would have listened to everybody else, we wouldn't be as close as we are today. But I took a minute to sit down and really get to know somebody. And I think Re sometimes you know? having a best friend means that you are opposite because if you're just the same, yeah, you're for sure. Oh, yeah, complete opposite. But no, no, but that's just a, it's just a perfect example of when I say that he taught me not to judge a book by its cover. He taught me how to just like really be loyal because if I would have listened to everybody and said, oh, no, no, he's a he's a liar, he's aggressive, all he does is fight with this and that, I would have been like, I don't want nothing to well, do with that. Well, more importantly, if yeah. you listen to everybody, you probably wouldn't have anybody on your show. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so, if we're technically speaking. For sure, for sure. And so when we throw it back to the person that you were, I don't know, Joe. Yeah. When, we when we throw it back to Joe Vera, who to this day is my friend. Mm -hmm. To this day, I will support him if he ever needed it. Um, I just, and that, I was, it was unfortunate to see him go through all that. And I knew there were people who stuck by him. It wasn't just me. People right. just chose to attack me because my platform, right? right. But, but You're um, on a different level. Yeah. So you know, if they could attack you. Listen, there then... were people that even went as far as to spread rumors about me because I was friends with him. And that hurt. There were local entrepreneurs, business owners that spread one in particular that I can always recall. I, to this day, I mean, I, I would love to have a conversation with that person. 
and say, do you think that I that hope was that you a- can one day get all these conversations yeah. done on the public affairs. We, we can. We can talk about it anywhere. I got a whole platform to do so. But it, it was just shitty to see how many people really, really just turn the knife. Mm-hmm. I don't kick somebody when they're down, especially when you do good by me. And there was a plethora of people who didn't understand that. But the ones that did understand that, I fuck with to this day. We're in a generation like, where no. if if you're down, you got about 10 people just yeah, ready. They want to. I'm not like that. I'm not like that. I'm not like that. If somebody does good by me, I will do I will do good by them. Mm-hmm. That's just the way this works. And again, even let's if somebody would if the fucking hundreds of people that were messaging me, <laughs> if they would have provided the information that I asked for, like you show me they didn't. Right. Then I would have said, bro, what you doing? Like, right. what, what the fuck? Or, hey, like, what can we do to like, fix what, this? Like, like, what, like, exactly. But that wasn't the, And then also, I was also trying to mind my fucking business. Let me mind my business. You know what I mean? And and it yeah. didn't... What... what You know, I like I love the saying, like, yeah. what someone else eats doesn't make you shit. Yeah, exactly. Because it's like, I don't care what you do. Yeah. I don't care what you do in your personal life. Right. Like, I don't... Let we, me... I'm running a podcast. That man has children. You know what I mean? And, and shout out to him, too, because he's doing he is doing good now. I, I, I saw him at Warehouse, actually. It was so sexy watching him throw those people out, too. That motherfucker. Yeah. He's the bouncer. He's the bouncer. Oh, okay. but, yeah, like, it was so sexy watching him throw people. I've always told you I thought he was hot. But, no, I, he's doing good now. I just it was I, I that particular instance really let me see how ruthless people are. Oh, yeah. And sure. I will I will never join the fray. I am an individual. I Well, kudos yeah. to you. Thank you. So mm-hmm. with all of that. Let's yeah. let's kind of like just switch it up a little bit. Okay. More. So over the last maybe like what year, two years, you've really been working out. I know oh, yeah. you go to Monica. <laughs> Shout out Monica um, Fact. Yeah, we love Monica. Yes. Um, what was your reasoning behind losing losing all this weight, getting in shape? Mm-hmm. Okay. So um when I was oh God, do look at my old episodes, bro. Holy shit. The the one episode I love watching. Jose Garcia's episode, you can see the poor buttons popping off. Um, Matthew Ordonis, when he was here the first time, who I love, um, I look like a big giant snowball with him. <laughs> and so um, I met uh, Soko Soccer Academy, Dominic mm-hmm. Gutierrez, Ariana Gutierrez. I met them and we were just talking about, hey, we're just trying to promote our business. Can we do it on your podcast? It was just that. I went to Soko Soccer Academy. Um, just to kind because of, I didn't know what the fuck indoor soccer was. Like I didn't know what the fuck, right. you know. And that that's actually where I met my uh, my brother Morrow. That's where I met him over there. You know, we were friends on social media before that, but it was like, right. hey, you're that guy. And so anyway, um, that was just a fun fact. Um, he said we have morning classes, like working out. You heard morning? Yeah. Well, okay, I, I can get up at five in the morning. And he was like, you know, come come by and just check it out. Right. And I did. I woke up one day and was like, I'm just gonna go do it. And he wore my ass. Shout out to Dominic, bro. He wore my ass to a bloody pulp. Do you hear me? And, you know, Morrow and, and shout out to Morrow and Jay. And I can't recall who else was there at the time. But uh, they were all fucking just like athletes, Olympians, you know, just, you know, jumping. By, and I was just, I couldn't even fucking jump rope. Right. I couldn't even run around the building. And so I, I knew, and this is no gay shit. I'm being for real. I was watching them all play soccer. First of all, they were all very kind to me. That's where I met Israel Sanchez, too. Shout out to Lulu, um, Jose Santana, all of them. They all came up to me, knew who I was, right? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, you have that podcast, blah, blah, blah. And I was watching them all, and they were like, oh, they're very fit. You know what I mean? Uh, George DeLeon, too, his fucking fit ass. And I was like, I want to look like these guys. I want to look like these guys. I don't want to be like these guys. I just want to look like these guys. And maybe uh, there was around the time, too, where I was just getting out of, like, my old group of friends. And, you know, there wasn't the best relationship after everything happened. And, um, you know, with me. 
And so I was like, okay, I'm just going to start like whatever here. And so then I was going to their afternoon classes as well. And they always told me, if you want the soreness to go away, you got to keep coming back. If you don't come back, it's going to fuck you up. And Every so, time. yeah. And so I just kept going back, Kaylin. That's it. I just kept going out. Shout out to Soko Soccer Academy because that's really where it all started for me. And to this day, we're, we're still partners. I, mm-hmm. I help them, um, you know, I advertise for them. They right. do a lot for me. I coach the soccer teams, coached by Morrow. And so, you know, I, I just, I feel good. Well, while we're good. on that, yeah. who started competing in oh, yeah. like, Festivus? <laughs> oh, shit. But, <laughs> Monica. But wait. <laughs> yeah. You, you beat your best friend, right? <laughs> Let me tell you about that. Let me tell you about that. For real. I didn't fucking Monica. <laughs> Shout out to her. Uh, Monica. First of all, let me just give my props to Monica. The fact that she can take, what, several teams to Festivus and train us all just ruthlessly for months. God bless that woman. Because I know that that's got to be a difficult task. And her team, we placed. Um, yeah, Mara was on a different team this time. Uh, <laughs> he was with our friend um, Aaron Alvarez. Shout out to him. Um, and I was with Hector. Hector, uh, Hector, me, and Mara were a, a three-person team at the first Festivus. Mm-hmm. Okay. So anyway, M- Monica just kind of partnered us or whatever, whatever. I really think as much as as much as they gave us the first place, right? Because uh, it was really just us two. There was no other people. Uh, Maro and Aaron fucking ate, dude. Do you hear me? <laughs> I really thought they took that shit. And, and let me tell you something. The person that carried my team was fucking Hector. We did get first place. Congratulations to us, right? But Hector definitely carried my team because I was on the struggle bus that day. I don't know what the fuck was going on. But uh, Aaron and Maro really, really did their big one at the fucking right. Festivus games. And, and I really thought they were going to win. And so, I, and I told Monica, I, I was very open with her. I was like, I feel like we got the pity vote. You know what I, I did? I feel like we got the fucking pity vote because I knew that we were neck and neck, but I really thought they fucking took it. I really, really did. So, you know. Was I, that you just being hard on yourself? No. I mean, I, I, I knew that I could have did a lot better at Festivus. Um, and I was disappointed in my um, performance because even with the strength portions, I was I was lacking, and that right. was my that was I was fucking wrecking on strength. I'm strong, you know what I mean. And so at the game, and so when when they announced them in second place, I was like, oh. And let me tell you something. Morrow hasn't let me fucking live it down. Morrow does not let me live it down. I'm trying not to bring it up all the fucking time. Okay, he doesn't. But yeah, um, I really thought they won. I really because I'm listen. I don't. It's like even with the like the Waco Awards. Like I hope I win because people really like me. You know it's I mean? so crazy yeah, that you just like, said that because that I'm yeah. literally getting to that. Okay. So no, but yeah, no, we did. Take, but yeah. does does any of that working out in uh-huh. Festivus? Isn't it? Does any of that go with the fact that they call you Chicken Man? Bitch. <laughs> 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 I mean, I've been dying to know for years. Why? Why do they call you Chicken Man, bro? <laughs> <laughs> like the chicken man from Toy Story 2? Do I look like Al's Toy Barn? Do I? Why do people say <laughs> There was a joke. It was a joke that somebody started a long time ago. And then Morrow played that bitch up to no avail. And and tells he tells the kids from the soccer team that and they laugh at me. <laughs> and, and they made a meme of me side by side. We it was on, I believe, our last episode with uh, me and Christina. Oh yeah, but, oh it was I on the it was. it was on the front, and you were oh. like, "Who changed this?" Yeah, that was Allison. Shout out to her; she's moved on. But um, <laughs> yeah, Maro, please in the comments explain to everybody why you continue to call me the Chicken Man. I would love to. Know. <laughs> Do you think I look like Al's Toy Barn? 
Do you think I look like him? No. No, I'm, you sure? Okay. No. I'm not going to lie. Some of the comparisons, I'm like, oh, fuck y'all, bitches. <laughs> that is so funny. Yeah. I mean, I've been dying to know, and I was like, yeah, man, I have to that, ask. That's just been like a running joke. And he, again, he, somebody, I can't remember who exactly started. I know Martin Rodriguez made one one time. I, I love him. I've tatuado. And uh, Marl just kind of like adopted it, and now it's like his thing. And uh, yeah. Okay, and so okay. he just, yeah, fucks with me all the time. So, <laughs> of course, it's mm -hmm. that time of the year. It's Waco Awards. Okay. I know last year was your first time winning in that, or right, or, well, or my second time. the second time. Yes. But la you were there because the I first year you weren't the first, there. Yeah. So it was your first time winning and uh -huh. accepting your award. Yes. But you had one hell of a drunk speech. <laughs> I was a, a fucking speech. mess. So tell me, oh, like, fuck. what what was going on in your head? Okay, honestly, um, I don't do well under pressure. I don't. I really don't do well under pressure. Y'all, he's been texting me for weeks okay. already. <laughs> no, but especially in like competitive nature, right? And mm -hmm. so I know with the Waco Awards, and I, and I've been very open about this, and no disrespect to anybody, but they've been known to, you know, I, I if. I can just get you to vote for me so many times and I don't have to do anything, right? Right. And so for me, like, I, I work hard on this podcast. I, I, I want to give myself those flowers. I work a lot, really hard behind the scenes and I want to be able to win that award because of that, not right. because I begged everybody to vote for me. Right. And so, and that day, that the first year when you texted me, because I think you were one of the first yeah, people to text me. I did. I, I was like, oh, fuck, I won. I was at Soka. I mean, I went with like ripped jeans and shit. And then the second year, I was in bed all day. I was a nervous fucking wreck. I don't know why. And I just started drinking. I started drinking. I went to the. I went to ooh, ooh, putters. Started drinking. And we already on. know he's told us he is <laughs> not a night owl. No. And so I was at the fucking. And I remember calling. I was calling Morrow and Leslie that night. All fucking night I was calling them. And I remember even telling them I was like, please let me sponsor the soccer team even if I lose. Like, and they were like, bro, what are you talking about? You know. And right. so. Um, Shout out to Juliana Resendez, too, though, because she was there with her girl. And um, I kept just, she made me sit next to her. And I was like, do I just need to go home? Do I just need to leave? She goes, baby, stay right there, okay? Just, just stay right. out. Take a drink. And I was like, okay. And then they called my name. And I won. And, and you're like, shit, the, I gotta speak. <laughs> well, I was just emotional. And Kaylin, the reason why those, I know, again, I know that the Waco Awards get so much flack, right? But the reason why I'm so grateful that I won those accolades, because you can have your daughter write on a piece of fucking paper with crayon that mm -hmm. I'm podcast of the year, and I'm gonna hang that shit up on my fridge. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'll take any As accolade. You should. And so for that, it meant it means a lot to me because I still to this day won't ask people to vote for me. I, I want them to say, I want them to see the public affair on the ballot and I want them to say, oh, wait, yeah, this podcast deserves it mm -hmm. because he does work hard because he's, and, and then, you know, that's why I want to win that award. Mm -hmm. And so the fact that I've done that two years in a row really means a lot to me. And I, I can't say the same thing people have said about the city where they don't feel like they're being supported. I feel like I'm being supported 100% by Waco. I really, really do. Because, and that's awesome. Yeah, I, I do. Mean, I feel amazing about there, it. Yeah. I mean, it, it has its up and downs. For sure, for sure. And there's, there's, you know, I speak with, I don't speak for every business owner, but <laughs> it's it's hard. Yeah. It's tough. And, you know, people think that you have it all together and right. they can look at you and think that, man, this man's got it going on and for stuff. Sure. But um, how is it behind the scenes of the public affair? Because this this is your job. Yeah. Like for a long time, you did have a job that mm -hmm. that helped you um, when the public affair wasn't. Mm -hmm. So, the like, how how does Andrew able to juggle and uh, manage you know financially because this is a bill in yeah, itself for sure and people don't understand that yeah so um i don't talk to the only people that really talk about finances with are my brothers um i 
I, I really like. I, I've never really liked talking and, about and me a little bit. Because well, well, yeah, you do my taxes. You do do my taxes. Which we're gonna have some fun on fucking taxes this year. I you know. Bitch. I've had okay. to, uh, man. I've <laughs> had to coach him. Some, yeah, we're gonna have some fun because all this. But like, he would call me yeah. after the, you know, the, after the first time. And at first, he didn't let me do them. He was like, you know what? I'm just gonna see you go to and I'm gonna taxes. let you go. And I was like. Talk to you later. Yeah, yeah. He called right me back. within an hour. Came right back. And he's like, hey, um, I need you to do it. So, I, yeah, I don't necessarily, like, I do, I'm i very open with my finances to tomorrow and Hyman. Right. Like, th- those are my brothers, and I feel comfortable enough to do so. Um, I'm, but I'm like everybody else. So, thankfully, the show is supported by sponsors, local businesses. Shout out to all of them. I, I've had over 50 entrepreneurs and businesses in the three years that I've been in, um, doing this and show. And that shows a lot yeah. about you. Yeah. And, Not just and about I'm grateful, the show. Well, I'm grateful for that too. And you know, they, they really love the advertising that I do for them. So um, that goes back to the public affair. Mm-hmm. Um, I work a regular job. So I, you do I, yeah, work a regular job. I work job. a regular job. And um, you know, I work an eight to five. And then anytime that I'm not there, I'm doing this. You know what I mean? And then I took on sponsors. So this is yeah. not just, uh, this is a passion for you. This is this is everything for me. The public affair is everything. This, In this show hopes changed that my life. one day yeah. you don't have an eight to five anymore. I mean, yeah, you know. Um, or do you think that you enjoy the eight I, to five? First of all, I I work. Mm-hmm. Um, I I can't ever see myself not working. Mm-hmm. I, I just grew up in a household where my parents never went without a job. I watched my dad work two jobs at one point. You know, I, my mom always worked nights. Um, I I know that I will always be a person And we're in a works. different time and place to yeah. where you have to. I mean, you most of to. the time you have to be able to, you got to have an OnlyFans, yeah. uh, 8 okay. to 5, <laughs> a freaking yeah. side I, job, I, a large job. I will say too, because I mean, I took on the sponsor, the soccer ship, uh, this uh, soccer, the soccer sponsorship this year. And uh-huh. um, I even dabbled in Uber a little bit. Just, I see so cute. many people that are doing yeah. like Uber and DoorDash. I dabbled and all in. Oh, stuff. I'm not fucking with DoorDash, but I, 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 I Uber. Everybody that gets in the car knows who I am. It's, it's so great. But, I, if yeah. I got you as my Uber driver, yeah, that but so and that's you that's should cool do too. like a, a, a live I, Uber yes, we podcast. But um, yeah, no. As far as staying afloat, Kaylin, I'm just like everybody else. I'm out here just, just trying like, to make just it. Just trying to make it. Um, this show has completely changed my life. Completely. Um, made me see things differently. Um, I, and I couldn't be any more blessed to have it. Uh, Rogue Media Network to Mike and Corey and everybody who's been involved, Mason, um, even Allison, who's moved on to bigger or to moved on to other things. Um, they have been so supportive of this podcast. Mm-hmm. They have been very just like you free reigns. Do- Listen, last year I was on four or five podcasts that either didn't get aired or were deleted mm-hmm. because of me. And, um, they have always just given me the floor to just be like, you do you. Mm-hmm. We we support this podcast 100%. And I'm so grateful to be a part of this network that really gives me the freedom. And it's amazing you know? that you built the connections that oh, you yeah, have. Oh, yeah. For sure. That will, I mean, they last forever. That's so great. And I met so, some amazing people on the show, too. For yeah, sure. The guests that I've had on this show. I mean, shit. Yeah, so. yeah, I mean, I, I I tune in all the time. I tell you, thank like, you. Even, I even if that. I don't comment, I'm I'm yeah. always watching. So it's proud. I'm proud to see how far you've came. Thank you. So in conclusion, is there uh-huh. anything that you feel like I have left out that you would love for people to know about you, or maybe anything that you would like to clear up? Um, clear up. No, I I think first of all the the beginning you had me fucked up, girl. Like <laughs> the first half you had me fucked up. No, I I want everybody to understand that. Um. I've been, I've encountered people that work in the same field as me, um, and they may have taken my like maybe advice or anything is something different. Like I'm I'm being like you know um, 
oh, you think you're better than us. So you think that you're going to come out. You know, it's a, I want everybody to know that if you ever wanted to be in podcasting, media, anything of the sorts, I, I want to be the same way that my peers were to me, which is a guiding light, which mm -hmm. is like a mentor. You know what I mean? And so I want to be able to give people constructive criticism and advice for that. Um, no, I, I think I've got more of the public affair on the way. I've, like I said, I've got um, some exciting episodes on the way and I have actually booked my last episode of the year. Um, so, um, and then yeah, I, I will say, I think soon we'll be taking a break. Um, I don't mean a substantial break. I'm talking about a few weeks that I'm coming right back, but you know, it's important. You have something I need to sleep. <laughs> I am going to be closing the year out, God willing, with an episode that I think will be the most vulnerable, heartfelt episode I think we've ever put out. I, 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 and I'm so anxious to record it. Um, and so I, you guys stay tuned for that. But um, no, Kaylin, I mean, I, I'm good. Um, do you think do you have any other questions for me? <laughs> I, I think we, I yeah. think we, you know, touched everything. And I, I just want to tell you, thank you for having me. Of course. And thank you for always trusting me yes, to, to you know, do things for you and, and always, you know, yeah. treating me the same no matter what. Yes, of course. Um, and y'all heard it here. If you are in the podcast <laughs> realm yeah and you are you're interested in learning or mm -hmm. maybe just want to drop in andrew is the guy he he knows it all and we just want to tell you thank you for for tuning in and stay tuned because there will be a lot more from the public affair thank you darling yes <laughs> all right guys i hope you enjoyed that um exhilarating episode of the public affair i hope i answered a lot of your questions um big shout out again to Kaylin Flores with the Society for coming and being my special guest interviewer. I um, hope you guys got to learn a lot about more about me from behind the scenes. Um, I'm just really grateful to be doing this podcast. I'm really grateful for all the support that I get. And to all my rocks, my friends, um, you guys mean the world to me, to Rogue Media Network. Thank you guys again so much. Um, before we wrap up, you guys, I definitely want to use this opportunity to give a shout out to just a few more of our sponsors of this episode of The Public Affair. This episode is brought to us by Soka Soccer Academy with Dominic Gutierrez and Ariana Gutierrez, located at 3304 Franklin Avenue. They offer teen, small group, and individual skills training with elite skills training as well with pros like George DeLeon. Open plays on Mondays and Wednesdays for ages 16 and older. You can also follow them on Facebook at Soko Soccer Academy and on Instagram at Soko Soccer 254 to find out when those open play dates are. The Public Affair is also a very proud sponsor of the Soko Soccer teams coached by my bro, my brother, Mauro Maldonado. Coach Mauro, congratulations to you and your team, bro. You keep doing your thing. Keep your head up and I'm so blessed to be a sponsor of you and the kiddos, bro. Thank you so much for that opportunity. Of course, the Hummingbird Party backdrops in the core of Ana Limones. You can call for all party decor, including beautiful bloom props. Give me an extra flair to your party or event, a number of wooden backdrops, and so much more. She's going to make sure your party stands out, your event stands out, your business stands out. Just call the number on the screen. Call Anneli Modest, the Hummingbird Party Backdrops and Decor. Thank you so much for sponsoring this episode of The Public Affair. Of course, the Brothers Roofing and Remodeling with Jesus Sanchez from Mart, Texas. He's a small construction business from Mart, specializing in general roofing needs and so much more. Listen, protect your home from the crazy elements of the Texas weather with his high-quality and affordable work. You can follow on Facebook as well. And call the number on the screen for a booking amongst the roof jobs. He'll make your, just make sure your house is standing tall with Brothers Roofing and Remodeling. Okay? Thank you so much to Jesus Sanchez for all you do for me in the public affair. And of course, to Jeffrey Monterau with Boyle Box and Audio Home for all your LED needs and auto accessories, installation, stereos, door speakers, and audio systems. He also specializes in building custom stuff for enclosures and so much more. Look, a jack of all trades from South Waco. He's going to make sure that your car looks and feels the way you want it to. Your one-stop shop to get everything done in one route to Jeffrey Monterau. Thank you so much for all you do for me and the public affair. To everybody that tuned into this episode, I truly appreciate you guys. Um, again, I really hope that you enjoyed this. I've got more of the public affair on the way with some very, very exciting guests that I'm excited to share with you again to Kaylin Flores with the Society. I appreciate you, girl. Thank you for taking on the task for me to be your first interviewee. But don't forget to always keep it between us.
that it fuck shit. How was it? That was good. You like I it? thought it was good. Yeah. It was good. Oh fuck. Is that Monica? No. <laughs> Is that who you were doing? Oh shit. Hey, we we're recording the the second half right now. I'll call you when I'm done. This has been my partner in crime. Girl. <laughs> <laughs> okay, bye. Okay. This has been a Rogue Media Network production.